200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, I'm Jim Dudley. Jim, you know, despite the fact that these things are effective and have proven effective for many decades, uh, many agencies across the country, uh, especially in densely populated urban areas, um, are beginning to pull back from doing things like gang injunctions, identifying neighborhoods or areas, specific zones, if you will, patrol zones. Um, that have a higher level of gang activity. Um, and, and, and they're also, you know, for example, in San Francisco, where we are today, uh, our newly elected district attorney has said he's not going to do any gang enhancements on any prosecution of any person who's committed a crime, even if they're known gang members committing a crime supporting the criminal activity of that particular gang, which to me makes me go... Mr. Bodine, I, 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 don't, I don't understand you. I just don't understand you. Um, quick couple things. You know, the, the, the gang enhancements, um, you know, they've drawn, you know, a lot of criticism uh, nationwide and, and, and in, again, specifically in certain urban areas that they, um, they're discriminatory against people of color, um, that they, that they, penalize people of color more than, you know, people who look like me, um, random white guy. Uh, there's, there is certainly some uh, factuality to that because, you know, if you look at the statistics, that's actually true. More people of color are being, you know, presented with gang enhancements in their, you know, their, their criminal proceedings than people who are white. But... The fact of the matter is, is that when you count the Crips, MS-13, Zetas, Bloods, Latin Kings, there's a whole lot of people in those gangs who are not people who look like me. And those criminal activities and those criminal, you know, gangs, um, they're, they're, they're populated largely by people of color. So I want to ask you, and this is, this is a highly politically sensitive topic. It's, I'm, not, I'm not making light of it. Um, you know, we want to have equal justice for all, of course, but there also has to be the meeting of justice when criminal activity has transpired that involves criminals who are related to gangs, who are members of gangs, and are conducting gang business. And it, it to me, the, the 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 withdrawal of the from criminal activity from gang injunctions and that sort of thing signals a tolerance of the. Um, movement of gangs towards being, I don't know, normalized or welcomed as members of society. What are your thoughts? Well, gang injunctions and gang enhancements serve a purpose. Uh, they're efficient. They address chronic offenders. Uh, gangs are responsible or may be responsible for organized crime, yeah. gun running, uh, property crime, personal crime, intimidation, drugs, Human trafficking, 
uh, here in San Francisco with 41,000 car break-ins. It's, it's um, estimated that a lot of those are done by organized crime, by gangs, if you will. So they've been known to terrorize communities. I've seen them. I've seen the intimidation tactics. I've seen them go into neighborhoods of all ethnicities and all races and all economic strata. And so for anyone to say that it is just an excuse for law enforcement to go after um, racial minorities and lower economic uh, uh, status individuals, it's it's wrong. Um I've seen in neighborhoods where communities come to me afraid of of identifying themselves, but saying that they are being intimidated, that people have squatted or taken over their homes to conduct business out of, um, that they've human trafficked uh, members of their families, that they've stored, quote, community guns at neutral locations, meaning people's right. houses, yeah, right. the uh, people they don't know. Um so it's a real problem and it's a national problem. And for us to um, identify pockets in liberal communities like San Francisco and say, we're not going to enforce gang injunctions and we are not going to use gang enhancements. I think that's a terrible, terrible mistake. And um, it's, it'll be interesting to see which way this goes, to see if, if the federal uh, agencies come in to assist to take over some of these um, uh, federal uh, violations uh, by by gangs, um, we've seen operations like ceasefire in Boston replicated across the nation. We've seen it work. It's the usual suspects. Again, it comes down to efficiency. And when we talk about crime stats, and we talk about um, why why does crime seem to go down when it should go up? Like when we had our economic downturn in 2007, 8, 9, all the experts claimed that the crime was going to go off the rails. It was going to climb like never seen before. And if anything, it stayed flat or dropped. And I truly believe that... Um, minimum sentences and mandatory minimums and three strikes and all those things together kept the most chronic criminals behind bars and and we've loosened it we've gone to these harm reduction policies we've we've come up come up with programs where we release people early only for them to uh, recidivate and go back uh, I think the the last federal um, study said that upwards of 80% of people uh, released from prison were back within five years. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's a valuable tool, a valuable enforcement tool that will sorely be missed. I think, and I want to, I want to dovetail into something that you had mentioned um, that many, many people in Various places. I'm going to just rattle off a couple of cities. St. Louis, Baltimore, Chicago. I'll even include San Francisco in this list. Many of the homicides that take place, many of the shootings, non-fatal shootings that Boston take place. Boston and Baltimore. Boston and Baltimore. I mentioned, many of these shootings are not just random shootings. These are gang-on-gang incidents. There's a ton of crime that can be prevented Homicide, and you know, I, I don't want to belittle the life of a, a a person who's decided to, or been snookered into, or been fooled into, or 
born into a gang. You know, there are people I personally know who have escaped gang life. And, you know, in so doing, they've saved not just themselves, but someone else that they might have actually killed uh, or, or harmed or robbed or, you know, violated in some way. But the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of the crime that's taking place, you mentioned the car burgles, you talked about, um, you know, there's carjackings, almost all, almost every carjacking is involved in a drive by about an hour after it happens. And that's just the way in which the gangs are doing business. You know, Uh, you've got, again, MS-13 taking over whole parts of national parks in California and the West so that they can maintain their illegal grow operations for marijuana. This is terribly criminal activity that is taking place and and frankly when you when you look at some place like san francisco where bodine the da is saying i'm not going to enforce any kind of gang enhancement you're allowing that to continue to to expand you're just basically saying i throw up my hands it's okay right right yep now in you know in in chinatown the asian gangs for instance Uh um very innocuous uh They'll go to a, an opening of a new uh, retail store, florist, whatever, uh, with a big potted plant. And it's presented to the owner saying, congratulations on your new place. We sure hope nothing bad happens here, you know, for a donation of a protection scheme, a protection scheme. Give yeah. me a donation of $50 a month and we'll make sure nothing happens to your property. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm going to go out on my own. The next day a brick comes through the window Guy shows back up saying, "Hey, you sure about that? Prote- you know the protection and the good luck and everything. It's merely a donation, and it's underreported." Yeah, and you mentioned human trafficking, and you know there's myriad, myriad organized or semi-organized um, criminal enterprises um, that are trafficking in young women, young men. Uh, and, and harming more than just those individuals. They're harming people who are related to those individuals. They're harming people who, frankly, are taking advantage of those individuals as well. I mean, the, 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 the crazy depth of the um, harm that many, many, many gangs are creating in our society can't be, frankly, measured by just how many people are trafficked or how much money is stolen from cars. Right, right. It's it, the, the, the magnitude of the damage that's being done is just being, I think, in my way of looking at the world, ignored by certain people who are elected officials, in finger quotes, who want to remain elected officials. And they're pandering to, you know, this, this we're going to, we don't want to have too many people in jails. We don't right. want to oh, have people in jail for more than five, ten, whatever yeah. years. It's a, it's a false it's a false dichotomy that there's there's a they get elected into office in this republic we're not a democracy remember we are a republic and so we vote in people to carry forth our wishes and then we get someone in who brings upon their own ideologies who says this isn't fair this isn't fair this isn't fair so we're going to flip everything well they I, i wonder do they forget or do they realize that Many of the victims of human trafficking, of gang-on-gang violence, are often minorities or economically challenged people within the same neighborhoods that they're saying are being preyed upon. Who's looking out for the victims? Yeah, to your point, it's people who live in those communities who are most 
often victimized. You mentioned, you know, parking guns in neutral houses. Those people are not, you know, someone who looks like me. Those people live in that same neighborhood. And not because they want it. And not because they want to. It's just because that's the, the that's their lot in life. And so they're being victimized by people who have chosen in many cases or have been snookered into or uh, born into this, this gang activity. Um, tell us what's going on in your neighborhoods, uh, in your jurisdictions, in your city, your state. Um, are you seeing a pullback from really actively working at the gang problem do you have one there are communities in america that don't have gang problems and i want to hear about you as well uh send us an email to policing matters at police one.com that's policing matters at police one.com thank you again for listening <laughs>